Code Episode 2. This episode was recorded at the end of June. I hope you enjoy it. So I'm now joined by... Zoe Holmby from Leeds Rhinos and I'm a prop slash news forward. How did you first get involved with sports then? So I've played football from a really young age. Um, I played like in the youth teams. Um, when I was 16, I decided to get into like the coaching side of uh, football. So I then coached till I'm, well, until now, 23. Um, I work at Newcastle United Foundation. So I was full-time for a couple of years. Did my apprenticeship with them, got a full-time job. Um, and then I realised that I actually preferred rugby. And I, I did do rugby when I was a bit younger, but I had a break to play football. Um, and I realised that, football just got a bit repetitive with it with doing it as a job and a player like so I fancied a bit of a change so I decided to go back to rugby league um, and basically Leeds Rhinos hosted an open day in Whitley Bay and one of my friends had asked if I just wanted to go along it was like a, a day full of rugby there's a free t-shirt like you may as well come along and I was like oh, okay I didn't really have any any plans and I just kind of turned up and there uh, once I'd left it was Lois and Shannon Lacey were there actually coaching it through the foundation and they got in touch straight away and were like, um, we're really impressed, like, would, would really like you to come down to Leeds if, if, you, if that would be something you're interested in. Obviously, I jumped at the opportunity um, and I, I went down and Sam Hume was going down at the same time. So me and Sam went down and, and then Ola McCallion came along as well. So it was quite nice to have us three um, travelling down, but it all, it all stemmed from an open day, which the foundation ran at Leeds Final. So I kind of got into it and obviously never looked back from there, so... That scene you'll have been, you joined Leeds when they were champions as well? Yes. Yeah, yeah that's what I mean, like, like they were thinking then, you're like, you're joining the championship team, the champions are there, yeah. they're, they're recruiting, they brought you in, and we'll say enough, like, last season you were good, and I had a feeling, I knew you were going to kick off as soon as you were bedded, you know, bedded in. Yeah, I feel, I feel like you've obviously got to start somewhere and you get more comfortable within the team. Um, I think at first I was obviously a little bit quiet and just kind of finding my feet within the squad and, and positionally as well. Like, I'm obviously, I play a lot of union. I've played union my whole life as well. And it was kind of finding the difference and, and the positional difference. So in union, I play centre. So it's really different to being a proper league. Um, but at the same time, there's obviously some qualities that, have helped me uh, progress into being a prop slash loose forward. Um, but yeah, I think this season I've, I've managed to find my feet and I definitely feel more confident within the squad. Um, and obviously when, you, when you're playing games and you're starting games, you then be, you become more confident and you, you feel like you, you have something to prove essentially. Like if, if I'm playing, I want to show everybody why I'm playing over somebody else. So That's yeah. it so. What union teams have you played for? Um, so I started when I was um, a lot younger and I played for basically Tyndale, so that's like a local uh, team in Newcastle. Um, and then I went to Novo Castrians, which I played for up until I started league, basically, uh, for Leeds. I played for them for three seasons. Great team. Um, we're in the Championship North, so it's the league below the Premiership. Yeah. Um, so a good standard, essentially, and, and like a close team as well, so it was quite, it was quite good. I made some good friends from there. Um, but and then since then, I obviously joined uni- university, Northumbria University at twenty one, and I play for them. So I'm a I'm actually a scholarship student. So I'm on a scholarship with the university to play union, and that's still going on. And I've got another another year of that, so it's very exciting. I will say there's been some fantastic players in that team. 
The yes, right yeah. hand, people you'll be playing with there are in other other Super League teams and Yeah. You know it's a real good a real good setup and I, I honestly think the foundations you get there set you up in league so well. Definitely, like those players like Brogan Cherms, Zoe Tees, um, trying to think, Lauren Roberts, who plays at Huddersfield. Yeah. There's been quite a few players going on to play uh, in the Super League, which it shows, like you say, it's, it's a it's a building block. Um, although it's a, it's a different sport, it, it does set you up for the standard, I think. Um, playing at National Bucks level with the uni is probably the closest thing I'd had to Super League rugby. Um, so it, it did put me good in good stead to obviously move over to Super League, so... How's your time at Leeds been then? Um, yeah, so so far so good. Um, basically, I just kind of was trying to find my feet in the team and find what role I was, well, what I was bringing to the squad. Um, at first, like obviously within the pack, there's obviously a lot of a lot of big strong players. Um, like um, Amy Stavely, Danny Anderson, Emma Lumley. Now she's a big part of the squad. These big players, obviously, at first was a little bit intimidating. I've seen them at training and how hard they work. Like that for me was a big push. I was I wasn't as fit as those players when I first came in, and and I wanted to be like them. Essentially, that they were they were my role models when I stepped in. And as the season's gone on, and especially the start of this season, I feel as though I am one of those players now, and I I feel confident saying that. And I think those guys would say the same. Like I, I try to show the same desire and the same work ethic as those players. And they're non-stop essentially, and, and I want to be them. And basically, since then, since this season, sorry, um, I feel as though my opportunities are progressing. So obviously, with uh, the Challenge Cup final happening, that was obviously a, a tough game in terms of physicality and skill and everything. It was one of the toughest games I've ever been in, but also one of the most enjoyable. And um, the first half of the game, we essentially did what we set out to do um, as a squad we we had lots of weeks building into it and, and we did accomplish what we wanted in the first half and however as everyone knows we, we ended up losing in the end but I think for on a personal reflection of that game obviously I, I received the player of the match award which at first I was <laughs> I didn't really know what to say um, and you, I was you was absolutely dragged, beaming when they give you that yeah well I, I genuinely I'll be honest, I thought I had misheard the person that had said it to me. So I was getting dragged over for interviews and I I kind of thought I had misheard it. And I thought, oh, they'll just want it because I scored the try. Like, obviously, good try. And and it essentially was a team try. It was Rochi created the gap. I just ran hard and got over the line. Like, it wasn't me. but And I I kind of didn't believe it until all of these interviews were happening. And and then, obviously, people made me realise that it, it did happen. I got player of the match and, obviously... I was speechless, which is rare for me, but I, I did meet interviews and I, and I enjoyed it. And since then, obviously, a lot of people have come up to me and almost it's made a lot of people understand the level now. Yeah. So, like, not not many of my friends and family even necessarily, so not really rugby people. So I think by winning that award and how much it got shared on social media and how many people had liked it and reacted to it, I think they now understand, whoa, this is actually, like, the Women's Super League and the Challenge Cup is one of the biggest games you can be a part of. And so I think for me, it, it's it's helped my friends and family understand what I'm doing and, and how much work you need to put in to be in that situation. So it's been pretty good so far, yeah. That's it, you put in the work. You tra- Look how far, you, how much you're travelling. Yeah. Yeah, so obviously um, 
myself, Ola McCallion and Sam Hume all live in Newcastle. So we travel the two, two hours it takes us to get to train and two hours back. Every Tuesday, every Thursday and obviously whenever our matches are on the weekends. And not just not just the travel, like obviously sitting in the car or driving. It, it, it's a tough one to do every every week. But I guess it's the expenses as well. So obviously with it not being a paid position and, and for example, me and all our students... Sam's got a job, like it's it's quite hard to fund, so it gets expensive. Yeah. So we need, yeah. That that that's the thing as well. You go like, if anyone ever asked me oh, how committed are these lasses to play, like, you, you do know some of them like might be paying fifteen percent of their entire income just to travel, maybe twenty yeah. percent depending yeah. on like yeah. So you 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 travelling essentially like half a day every week. Non-stop. Yeah. yeah, we we leave at three o'clock in the afternoon to get to training for half six, and then we leave at nine. Well, quarter to nine, and we get home for about quarter to eleven. That's it. It's, it's some doing like you, you you're coaching. You got uni. Yeah. Did, what did uni say when like you well, I'm, I'm on BBC. I'm playing in the final. I've got this. They were <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. So obviously the uni are really supportive in anything that we do. Like. Regardless of it being rugby league, like you say, I, I feel as though um, rugby league and rugby union aren't so separate, especially not in women's sport. Like it, it, it's a game, it's a game of rugby at the end of the day, and, and they are dead supportive and they, they do anything they can in terms of like understanding our commitments. So they've been quite good in terms of if we've needed to get away. For example, if I'm at something at the union, I've really needed to get away. For when we played the grand final last season, we actually had a game on the Wednesday for university. And obviously we had to then decide what we were going to do because we contracted the play for uni. But we explained, look, it's it's on BBC. Like, it's yeah, this not is, an this opportunity. Is, this is, this is yeah. mega, not just, just for rugby league. This is mega for women's sport. Yeah. And and we, we, me and Ola, like, we both explained that to the university and, and they were dead understanding and said, look, yeah, we understand that. So we'll, we'll prioritise that for you. And I think it's really good having a university that can support that. And I think they're, they're dead keen on getting women's sport up there, so they weren't holding us back, essentially. So what you want, though. You obviously got smart and forward-thinking people there who are going, yeah. oh, no, this this is bigger. Mm-hmm. Not just in the short term, but in the long term for the sport. Obviously, yeah. you go to, you go to come up against Saints twice and good matches and close, and the second one you hold your own and... Yeah, you you becoming the player, but we all think you can be, and you you obviously going on for international things. You've done England students. So how did England students go? Yeah, that that was interesting. Obviously, I hadn't really heard much about it with just joining uni last year. I, d- I didn't even know about it in my first year. So I didn't I didn't even trial. Um, but this season, it honestly it was. It was eye opening. Like it was class to see that there's so many young players that have so much potential. Like, I was genuinely one of the oldest. Like, I'm 23, so I went back to uni and I didn't go at 18, essentially. I went at 21. But all these girls are, like, 17, 18, 19, and they're so talented. Like, and putting them all in one, it's like it's weird, like, putting all of these talented people together. And they're mm-hmm. so young. Yeah. Like, the, it's crazy. I don't know how to explain Like, it's honestly, it just shows how good the future is in, in rugby league. Like, Wait. I'm trying to think of... It shows there and it shows like you go through the team and there's there's players from every single team in Super League, 
And some from a, like championship, you go, okay, this this is where the sport will be in four years. Yeah. These will yeah. Be, you, you you go look some some of the former England student teams, and what maybe sixty percent have gone on to actually play for England. Yeah. Or yeah, represent other great, nations. It's a great pathway, and, and like you say, when you may as well get the players in while they're that young and get get them exposed to that extra coaching and support. I guess it's it's the support you get along the way. I think the coaches are really good, um, and obviously the opportunities to be seen by England and stuff like that. You can tell us so when when you're all like holding your shirts up, with them big smiles. Them, them smiles are oh, smile for a camera. Them smiles are, I'm gonna represent my country. This means genuine. A lot. Yeah, yeah, it does. And I think you don't get those opportunities very often, so you have to take them, don't you? And that's it. And English students had some very good results and some very good yeah. performances. So clearly, like, in the future, they'll look back at them teams and go, wow, they all worked well together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, where's yeah, X, exactly. Where's Z? And yeah, we've got a World Cup at the end of the year. And I, I honestly, hand on heart, I'd like to see you there because... You perform in big games. Yeah. And you're, not, you're yeah. not scared. Like, we were talking off there, so... Your union position is a centre, but a centre in union crosses over to a propping yeah. league very, very well, as long as they've got a bit of size on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Essentially, the skill set isn't dissimilar. Like, you run hard, you run fast. And yeah. you have that little bit of a step or whatever you need to be a little bit agile... And then, obviously, like you say, you have the size to, to, to get you through the physicality in league. That's it, and it, the crossover there, and won't, it'll, be, it'll be interesting. It's said 10 years' time we talk about this and go, oh, no, now people understand, but that player there moves to that position in that sport, from that position there to there. And I bet there's a massive fluidity between players moving between the sports because they'll be understood. Yeah, what hits yeah. What, like, Lois is smart as hell. She'll know, she knows this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she'll know what transition and what don't like. A union prop, unbelievably hard working and do what they do. In league, they'd be absolutely wasted. There'd be not much point of them yeah. and being there. But then it'd be like, some of our players won't have... Like, you, you take a hooker from league, don't mean they'd be any yeah. good at being a hooker in union because it's completely different. Yeah. yeah, it's totally different. The game's different. And like, especially like, for example, like say the hooker in league, it's such a... A complex position in terms of tactics. Yeah. In union, it is important, but it's it's such a different game. Like you read it so different. You're not necessarily like the pinnacle point. It's obviously the halfback, which is yeah. the fly half. In and that's it. The skills you do as a hooker in union, they're not transitional to league at all. No. Because like, you don't even do no. the things you do. No, you don't. It's a, it's a different game. Like it, it essentially is just a different game and. That's why it's important to take some skills that do transfer. And like you say, a centre to a prop. You wouldn't imagine it if you didn't know the sport, but if you watched a game of Union, you'd realise, do you know what I mean? Well, that, that were it. like I said off air, soon as you said that light bulb, bang, that's why she's hitting on the shoulder. She's looking to go past or move the other players to facilitate yeah. someone next to her. Yeah. And you go, yeah, that, that's why, because you're smart enough, you're doing your sports coaching, you know what transitions, yeah. you know what you can bring. Yeah, and I guess, yeah. You've got a fantastic coach who obviously backs you to do it. Yeah, it's good. It's That's another thing. Um, having Lois Fussell, obviously, as our coach, she's literally played in the women's game and she's done so well and internationally as well. Like It's it's really good to have someone who's seen it and, and, like you say, understands the game. 
and understands which players will will do well in X, Y, and Z, and and these kind of positions and stuff. Because she's physically been there before, and she can, she does, she she shows us that and makes sure that we can understand it like she does. That's it. You've got good setups, and like everything will change. Leeds, Leeds will always. I I think with like how your youth set up is and looking in different areas to anyone else. And yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, there is quite a few losses from Newcastle now playing at, at various yeah. teams and God help a lot of teams if you ever get a Newcastle funder yeah. girls team going because they could could be very scary. Yeah, this, that's the thing. Like, um, Obviously, with them not being a Super League team uh, up here, but there's a lot of youth teams. Like, I played for Whitley Bay Barbarians and Cramlet and Rockets, two teams that essentially start out as male teams and then decided to develop like a girls section that went on to having a women's open open age team and like obviously you say there's obviously a few girls playing in the Super League from up here most of those girls have played in those those youth teams and I, I know them all so like you say if it ever got to be a Newcastle Thunder that would be a pretty scary bunch of girls I can imagine but yeah it's interesting because all the teams now are launching women at various different levels with all different sorts of support for it, and some teams are massively invested. Some teams are just happy to have someone wearing the badge and representing them. Yeah, and it's crazy. World Cup will end of the end of this year, and it'd be it'd be mad to see what a year from that, what's happened. Yeah, because it'll either explode and be the biggest thing ever, and it's fastest growing sport in the UK now for the women as it is. Yeah, or. It stayed the same level, but the top end has gone professional. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think the best thing about having the World Cup now, obviously, with it getting delayed post-COVID, I think the best thing is it being a home World Cup, like you say. I think, I genuinely believe it'll boost, it'll boost the teams and it'll boost interest. And I think, you know what, I think the fact that the games are streamed regardless of the World Cup happening, that, that'll help anyway, obviously. But the fact that the games in the Super League are being streamed, if I, I watched the York and Saints game the other day and, and I genuinely thought if I wasn't a rugby league supporter or a rugby supporter and I put that game on, I'd keep it on. Yeah, that... And you'd like to think of the big games that and you're watching it, you can't turn it off. I was so engrossed in that game and the same obviously when I'm playing. I, I hope that people would watch that and think the same. So it's grown with that, that broadcasting. Well, that's it. You go, what, what, are Lee's, what can Lee's Rhinos gain from you, Orla and Sam? And you go, okay, so you've got three players from a completely different area, completely different town, all representing your team. And yeah. if you get one or two if you, you get one or two people sharing your stuff and before you know it, you've built a little fan base up there. Yeah. When Magic Weekend exactly. goes there, you have got fans who might never have seen a, a, a male super league match live. But they know yeah. who you guys are, so they're gonna go watch that. Go watch it. Yeah, and the Magic Weekend's always been a big thing, like obviously being based in Newcastle has been for a few years now like it's it's a great event and with it being at St James like you get you do actually get people that probably aren't that massive rugby fans but because of where it is and because of how the city changes genuinely like it's such a big thing the streets are full of like fun things to do and, and actually the Leeds girls are coming coming up for the Magic Weekend so it'll be a good we're doing the morning session in, uh, in Newcastle and we're all going to the Magic Weekend so that'll be something to look forward to. Right, question time. Got three questions for you. Where is your favourite place to play and why? Um, 
so favourite place to play might be the obvious answer, but definitely Headley. When we play at Headley, like the crowd especially is insane. So like running out on a home pitch, obviously not being from Leeds, I don't have a thought at first. I didn't have that connection as the other players do. But as soon as I got out there and it's the fans and um, the teams that come out with the flags, the young, the girls teams, like honestly, it's such a... It's such a great feeling. It's you feel like you're inspiring the younger generation by doing it. Like we after the grand final, um, like when we were playing there, regardless of the result, the, the little kids were begging us to sign the the balls, were begging us to sign their shirts, their boots, anything. And it almost felt surreal that these these young girls wanted us to 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 sign those things. And and it kind of hit me of what we're doing there on the pitch, regardless of results and regardless of how we perform. These girls are inspired and hopefully they'll go on to play and, and be like us one day. That's fantastic. It's just fantastic. But yeah, you're, you guys are literally, I always say, we look back at some of the older players and go, they're absolute legends and heroes and it's what you guys are going to be. Yeah, to them, hopefully. To them young girls, they'll be looking like, I, I want to put a performance in a Challenge Cup final like Zoe did. <laughs> yeah. So, question number two, and one day you might be someone's on this. Which players you look up to the most? I think there's a few for me. So, um, with being relatively new to rugby league, definitely on the top of the list would be Lewis. So, having someone that's played in Super League, played internationally, done as well as she has done, and then now going into coaching a Super League team, I think. That's just inspirational in itself, regardless of her ability as a player. I think her desire, and obviously being coached by her, you see it every week, week in, week out. She's so passionate about the game that it, it, it like, and she's so competitive as well that it, it, it brings something to the team. So, like, obviously, if we don't do as well as we want, not only will she, she'll, she'll obviously point out what we need to improve on, but she spins it to make us want to improve. So, it's not just telling us that we need to. She makes sure that, that we have something inside ourselves to, to be like, this is why we want to get better. And, and it's just a desire, really, for, for Lewis. And obviously, she was a fantastic player. So that obviously helps in terms of having her around and having her in the club. Um, but yeah, probably Lewis, to be honest. Yeah, good. I would say, like, Lois is... She, she's Lois, but when you know Lois, you know, like, she's really... She's so smart. She's a lot cleverer yeah. than she ever lets on people. But yeah, she... Yeah. She knows what she's doing. She really knows what she's doing. She knows she's always does things for the best for the game. Yeah. Yeah, she wants the women's game to grow and, and you can tell from our work in the foundation to, to our work with the Super League team. Like, And obviously having such a, a such a great experience with it herself, she just kind of implodes that on us, which is proven to do us really well and, and help us, especially us new players like myself, like... She's helped me this season and I feel in really good stead because of her, because of all her help. Final question, no right or wrong answer with this one. What do you think the sport can do to grow? So I think that the sport grows down to social media and how it's portrayed on social media. So I, I believe it in most women's sports and especially obviously seeing it in rugby league now. I think... The teams that have, for example, have their own Instagram account, they get the extra they get the extra support because they have their own group of fans. Like so essentially all of those fans are, are dedicated to following this page rather than it being followed by the men's page and 
And although that's good because you obviously have the bigger numbers and, and it gets shared by more people, I think having a specific group of people works better. Um, and I also think linking to the social media, obviously, would be the broadcasting. And not just the games being on BBC, that's, I mean, that's phenomenal in itself. But I think the coverage in terms of, like, the efforts put in, so, like, the little things, like what you said earlier um, before about, about knowing the players. So when you're talking about them on the pitch and commentating, I think it's having a little bit of extra knowledge that they do have in the male game. Yeah. Um, and then people like people almost want to know the player rather than just the performance. So like it grows that player and essentially grows the teams. But I think it's all done via social media, and I think that's a big big area for the women's game that that can help it grow. It's 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 no coincidence. Honest, honest. I I've done. I've been doing this now. I started at the beginning of twenty nineteen with all the stuff in coming to the women's game, and there's no coincidence. But the teams that get the massive crowds. For standalone games, six, seven hundred a time, every time, no matter what, they could be playing a team of kids, they could be playing a team of snowmen, and they'll get them crowds. They're good on social media to begin with. Yeah. I, I, I personally, I don't want, I don't want to follow a team to watch all the men's posts on it. I want to follow the women's yeah. and see. I don't want to buy a t-shirt. I don't want to buy a hoodie. I don't want to buy hospitality. I want to see what, I want to see what you guys are doing. Yeah, it's just more direct, isn't it? And then you, then the people follow and get the content they want, and you know that yeah, you're kind of promoting it to the people that that will share it, rather than the people who are there for the the men's side of it. I guess it's not as not as interesting to them, but hopefully we'll break down those barriers in the next few years with it all. Definitely, the TV broadcasting will help with that, though. Oh, definitely. The fact that like national coverage, more TV stuff getting on with YouTube, yeah. like coming off Twitch, has probably jumped everything up again. Twitch was great. Yes. The but audience on Twitch really... wasn't the audience who watched sports. Yeah, so like it, at my dad, for example, I was like, oh, the game's on Twitch. He was like, what's that? Yeah. As soon as I said, oh, the game's on YouTube, he was like, oh, brilliant. Yeah, I'll be watching that. I can find that. The best the best figures a women's game ever had, 2019, to stream the matches on Facebook. The biggest platform yeah. in the world. Yeah. If, if, you look, if you look at the stream numbers on them compared to anything now, you'd be like, Oh wow! Yeah, I I yeah. think like doing the cross streaming again, like Facebook, YouTube, getting Twitter's mm-hmm. going, getting you know match feeds going on Twitter's getting on yeah. on your women's thing, having your pictures, having your profiles, on having you. You think like some of you guys now are actual celebrities? <laughs> look, at, look at Danica now. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Do you think she can yeah, walk so- into a stadium? Well, exactly. Everyone, everyone knows who she is now. That's it. So yeah, there's all it's, that. So yeah. before we go, is there anyone to give a shout out to? Um, probably to my best pals, um, who I travel to with to Leeds every week. Uh, Ola McCallion and Sam Hume. I think us three <laughs> were like the three little Geordies that go New, uh, from Newcastle to Leeds. They always say, but yeah, them too. I think. They deserve a lot of recognition. Um, we all put a lot in, and and I think they deserve to have a little shout out today. But yeah, just those guys for me. Yeah, thank you. That's it. No, thank you for coming on, and we'll get you on again in the future because you're very good at this. <laughs> you're thank very, you. Very good at this. I think we've uncovered a gem. No, thank you guys <laughs> for listening, and we hope you enjoy it. And thank you and goodbye. <laughs>